Spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state, this is the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. My goodness, hour number two of the big program. Coming up uh, shortly, Mark Tarbell is going to join us, uh, the famous restaurateur here in the Valley, the television star. has got a big show. Uh, And he's going to come in and talk to us a little bit about New Year's Eve, a little wine, a little champagne, a little food, uh, all sorts of good stuff here, Susan. Can't wait. Susan said she wanted to eat and drink during the show today. So I said, all right, (laughs) let's get Tarbell in here. Nobody better. Uh, The the Southwest thing, by the way, this is... this is just shocking to me. Uh, I mean, it wasn't all that long ago. Southwest was, it seemed like, the best-run airline yeah. with the lowest prices mm-hmm. and the happiest staff. Yeah. I mean, they were just doing everything right. They had a, their CEO for the longest time, and I think the guy who started the place was uh, Herb uh, Kellerher or something like that. And he was he just he was an old cowboy in Texas and just ran the thing really, really well. And I always remember going on flights, uh, and the, they, they used to, a lot of the people, the, the flight attendants would sing a little song to you. Yeah. Like they, on the, on the like a funny song, and um, I mean, I've been going back so long back when Southwest had uh, two rows of seats that faced each other. Yeah, but, I don't think they're singing funny songs right now. No, no, they're not having a good time right now. I, I was, it's so bad. They're, they've canceled eighteen hundred flights. They're just they're they're seventy percent of their flights uh, over the last two days have not flown. Same thing expected tomorrow. So here, it's Wednesday. It's crazy. This storm happened at the end of last week. You would think by now, because all the yeah. other other airlines are pretty much straightened out at this point. Yeah. Today, they canceled 2,500-plus flights, even in cities that weren't directly impacted by the winter weather. Well, that's Arizona. I mean, they've canceled 180 flights here, at least as of this morning. It was incredible. Um, And our congressmen are weighing in right now. Um, You know, we've heard uh, Pete Buttigieg, the uh, uh, secretary of the the, uh, transportation, uh, he's weighed in. He has said Southwest is is going to— They're in trouble. I said yesterday, bankruptcy is in the the forefront. I, I I don't think they're going to go bankrupt. You I, don't? No, and I don't want to start a big panic here about Southwest. Southwest is a huge company. They'll be fine. Uh, they're going to refund some money. They're going to get everybody right, and they'll and they're going to take a hit here because it's bad. It's bad PR and bad customer service. But then they have to invest in their infrastructure, which is what was uh, the biggest part right, of the problem. Well, they'll they'll do that, and uh, as as everybody, I'm sure they'll, they'll figure out a way to get money out of the Biden administration. But here's <laughs> here's our own congressman are weighing in on this now. Uh, Greg Stanton, uh, you know, he talked today about what the Secretary of, the, of Transportation had to say and, and his own thoughts about Southwest. I support Pete Buttigieg with the investigation that the Department of Transportation is doing, looking at potentially additional fines. Yeah, I mean, there could be a lot of fines there. There could be, I mean, I think what they're looking for, uh, Congress and the administration, is what does Southwest do with their customers? So uh, what Southwest is saying they're going to do, number one, is full refunds for everybody. Mm-hmm. They're going to pay the expenses. If you have added expenses, hotels wow. and flights, they're going to pay that kind of stuff. I think Southwest is going to try to get out in front of it to take care of everybody as best they can and avoid this sort of fines and penalties from the government. And frankly, that's how it should be. I mean, they should come in and say, we completely screwed up. Here's your money back. Here's money for the added expenses you've had. Here's here's a, I mean, if it's me, I say, here's a voucher for 250 bucks for your next flight. Whatever you have to do, this is a gigantic PR problem for them. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, seriously, it makes you think, do I want, <laughs> next year at the holidays, if I'm flying in the winter or around Christmas, I'm going to think twice before I fly Southwest, mm-hmm. right? I mean, how do you not? 
Mm-hmm. How do you not right now? Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, our own uh, Ruben Gallego, he's also weighing in uh, on, on Southwest and what should happen. U.S. Representative Ruben Gallego is looking for answers in a letter he wrote to Southwest Airlines CEO Bob Jordan. Gallego writes that families are being told to wait up to four days for a flight home, and he asked the company if they will provide refunds for Arizonans affected by cancellations and delays. He added the financial burdens of having to buy new tickets or a hotel comes at a time Arizonans are already struggling. Bowen Overstoles, KTAR News. Yeah, so it's uh, it, it's it, the the congressman. This is easy f- uh, fodder for congressmen, right? For politicians, let's pile on Southwest. It makes yeah. everybody look good. The question is, what Southwest going to do? And their CEO has come out and said, we're going to make it right. I hope he's real about that. I hope he's being serious about it. I I, I would have a tendency to believe him. Yeah. yeah, but it's but there should be look there should be some level of scrutiny here. I'm not somebody who says the government should come in and regulate everything, um, but this is this is airlines. This is there's a lot of safety involved here, and if you have an airline that can't get their act together to get flights where they need to be on time, mm-hmm. it starts to make me wonder what are they doing on the safety side of it? What are they doing to make sure their planes are safe and they're taking care of their mechanical issues? And I, I don't want to think that about Southwest. I'm probably wrong, but. When you see this level of ineptitude, it worries you a little bit. So tomorrow is Thursday. That's more, true. More than 166 of the carrier's Phoenix flights scheduled for Thursday are already off the board. So yeah. I guess 166 is an improvement, but still it's you know almost yeah. a week later since this storm began and they're still yeah. canceling flights. Well, the CEO said two days ago uh, or um, that it was going to take two or three days that they were going to be flying at 30 or 33% capacity. He said that. They, mm-hmm. they've, they've been telling you in advance what's going to happen. They also said in advance what, what Gallego said there, um, that they're not even going to rebook flights for you until after December 31st. I mean, that's how screwed up they are. So they're in trouble. I mean, there's no question. It's going to take a while to dig out of this because, Susan, think about it for a second. It's it's the holiday time. Flights are packed as it is. The airlines are flying less flights than they did before because there were issues like this previously mm-hmm. with weather and technology issues. Um, so they said, okay, we're going to fly. They didn't have the staff. They don't have enough staff. So they said, we're going to cut some flights. We want to make sure we can run things efficiently. The other airlines did the same thing. They seem to have figured it out. I don't know what's going on with Southwest. I, you know, it was interesting. I saw something else kind of to link to this story. The world doesn't have enough planes as travel roars back. So during the pandemic, nobody was traveling. And uh, now everybody's back at full full bore and there aren't enough planes. Yeah. So that's another issue. Yeah. No, the planes are there and there's not enough staff. There's not enough pilots. There's an absolute lack of pilots to, to fill up these airlines. And, you know, part of it was COVID. When COVID hit, the airlines, they were afraid they were going to go under. Uh, and COVID, they started... Um, not only furloughing pilots, they started in essence telling, having pilots take retirement packages. Mm-hmm. So a lot of pilots took these really right. generous retirement mm-hmm. packages, and they're they're gone. They're out now. They don't want to come back. And the airlines are like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! That was a mistake. <laughs> we, right. need, we need we you need back." back yeah. And they're and they're not coming back. So uh, Southwest in a bad spot. It isn't. It's going to be just as bad tomorrow. So don't be surprised tomorrow. And it's going to take them into next week to get mm-hmm. this uh, rectified. But my question is, uh, how are they even going to do it? Because every flight's full. Even forget the holidays, forget everything else. The flights are full anyway. I mean, flights these days are full when you get on them. Right. I don't know how they're going to climb and think out of this about, house. And think about like January and February. A lot of people, we've got a lot of big events here yeah. in, in the Phoenix area. A lot of people like oh, to yeah. come out here during those months. I mean, I don't I don't see it slowing down. No. Particularly to warm uh, climates. I hope I hope they can figure it out. All right, coming up, uh, Becky Lynn, standing by, we're going to get you an update. Uh, and then uh, right after that, have you heard of this dry January? Have you, I, I'm not a big follower of when people say we're all going to do this thing this month. I don't like it. Like the mustache November, whatever they call it. 
call it No Shave November. And so dry January is it's a thing. You're not going to drink alcohol the yeah. whole month of January. I know people have done it. Yeah, I do too. I, I'm not friends with them anymore, but I know them. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about it on the other side. Uh, that's uh, Susan Monday. I'm Barry Markson. It's KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm Barry Marks and Susan Monday with you in for the boys, Gatos and Chad. Thanks for uh, joining us. Mark Tarbell is going to be with us right after the news at 4. Uh, but right now, uh, if, have you heard of this thing? It's called Dry January. And w- I've had friends do this thing. Basically what it is, it's it's a – I wouldn't even call it a New Year's resolution because it's just a month. But it says after the holidays, after New Year's, we're going to start the year – the entire month of January, no booze, no alcohol, nothing. So no beer, no, you know, nothing. And I've had friends do it and I look at them like, what are you doing? And this is, Susan, this is my problem, I guess, is I try to do things in moderation. That's, that's, uh, I don't, right, so you know, I mean, you're looking at me seeing I obviously don't do I'm that. I'm just saying. But, but <laughs> it's not that funny, Susan. Take not it easy. passing judgment. Yeah, but it's, but that's my goal, right? Like, I, so I'm not here to get drunk all the time, but, but if I want a glass of wine, I want a glass yeah. of wine. If I, you know, I don't like to sit, you know, tell them, I don't like anybody else telling me what to do and I really don't like me telling me what to do. All right. So this is like a cold turkey thing. It's a, it's a, you're going to stop for 30 days or 31 days. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had friends do it, neighbors do it, um, and, and then they start again. And I think it's like one of these things where you say, I'm going to run a marathon or I'm going to run a 10K. It's to see, it's like a self-control thing. See mm-hmm. if you can, see if you can, you know, say, get, I'm really not an alcoholic. I'm really not drinking yeah. seven days a week. <laughs> but even, even just to say, I can do this, right? It'd be mm-hmm. like, it'd be like saying, hey, I'm not going to, uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to go walk every day or something like that. I'm not going to have a drink in all of January. Well, with these people that have done it, what have they done in February? Have they gone back know, like, to their old habits? I stopped talking to them, so I, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. Yeah, they, they go back to their old habits, but it was interesting that seeing this study that what they're, what the study says, and this may be the case with some of these people, uh, what the study says is for people who do this, uh, for a lot of them, the effects are long-lasting. Not that they stop drinking forever, but they drink less. Well, I never did a dry January, but I was having um, what's called silent reflux. And one of the things I decided to do was to curb my drinking because okay. I was doing a lot of drinking with things uh, like citrus fruits, right? They were yeah. like burning my throat, but I didn't know they were burning my throat. And I lost a bunch of weight. I wasn't on a diet. I wasn't, you know, I was just watching what I was drinking. Okay. And I did lose quite a bit of weight and I have curbed my drinking. Really? Yes, I have. Yeah, I it. have. It worked well, for I, me. I, I mean, I wasn't, I, tr- I was just trying to do it for health reasons. Right, right. Well, and look, that happens a lot. I mean, as we get older, uh, I've had a lot of friends who, and, and everybody, I think you cut back on the drinking for, for a lot of people, but sometimes people who like wine, suddenly the wine starts giving you a headache. People who drank wine their whole life, now all of a sudden they drink red wine and they, they get headaches afterwards or that makes them feel bad. They don't mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. Not, a, not a hangover, they just mm-hmm. get sick. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, your people change. I mean, I've had friends who get allergies later in life. They weren't allergic to stuff, and then suddenly they're 47 and they're allergic to things. But this is interesting. The, the people who do the dry January, according to this study, uh, there's been several studies um, that 94 uh, of, the, of the people who do that, um, the people, some people stop drinking altogether, but for the people who, keep, who start drinking again after January, they drink less, and it's measurable, and they lose, they've lost weight in dry January, they keep the weight off, they feel, uh, they feel physically better, they feel mentally more, mm-hmm. mental acuity, and, and they feel like they're remembering things more. It's an overall positive thing. Yeah, so this was my lifestyle. I used to live uh, at the beach in, in Delaware, and every day at 4 o'clock, my friend and I would go to Happier. Every day was just what we did. Every day. And, 
day. Every day. You were fun, Susan. <laughs> I was fun, right? And so we, I, I guess, I didn't really know that I was drinking that much. But really? when I... Because you you're passing out? No, 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 no. I'm just saying I was drinking every day. And when I was working full time, yeah. I wasn't drinking every day. Okay. And so I kind of got into this routine. And then when I decided to change it for health reasons, I realized, Susan, you were drinking every day. We, and when people were asking me, well, you lost weight. I said, well, I think it's because I stopped drinking as much. Well, that, so they say that here. So the people who did the dry January and then, again, a large percentage keep doing it. In the past, before dry January, they were drinking 4.3 days per week. After the dry January, 3.3 days per week. And this mm-hmm. is six months later in mm-hmm. August. Um, they got drunk before dry January. They would get drunk 3.4 <laughs> times per month. And then after it, six months later, uh, they were down to 2.1 times per month. And it, so that's an, and they keep the weight off. So it's an honor. Yes. Basically what they're saying is if you drink less, you're going to be healthier. Yeah. And so... Um, <laughs> I like I like Becky really, Lynn. Becky Lynn's in there shaking her head. I want no part of this. No, I want no you know, part of it. No, I, I want to concur on that. Oh my! Because I, it occurred to me that you know, like if you drink a glass of wine, you're getting about the same number of calories as a soda. Yeah. I never drink sugar soda. Me either. Ever. Yeah. And you know, you drink two glasses of wine. I just drank two sugared sodas. Yeah. You huh. do that every night, mm-hmm. you're going to start packing on the pants. Yes. So <laughs> just true. cut That's back true. and you're going to be amazed at how much it's going to help your weight but, loss plan. But, but your husband's going to seem a lot more annoying than he used to I be. I know. That's, That's true. But yeah. you know. And this is what this was the aftermath for me. So now when I do drink, I make sure it's like the best drink possible because right. I have moderated it. And so if I'm going to have a glass of wine like out at a bar, I'm going to, you know, spend 15 bucks on a glass of wine because I want it to be good. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with a mixed drink because I, I allow myself one drink. Really? Yes. I only allow myself one at a time as well. So you have to limit yourself. You have to limit yourself. I don't think dry January is for you. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not and the funny thing is I don't drink every day. I, I, I'm really more of a social drinker, but I, I will say uh, the dry, it, it has no no appeal to me. It just has, it no, has appeal. no appeal to I, me either. I, I just don't. I don't like the uh, you're just not going to do it thing. Maybe I just have no self control. That could be the problem, and I don't want to know that. But I, uh, I think I could do it. But I have no. I have no desire to do it. That's the. That's the interesting thing. But I will say, when I th- thought of it as just being kind of a stupid exercise in self control, like showing you you could do it, it's interesting to see that there's multiple studies that say it's more than that. It actually gets people to drink a little bit less. They're healthier. They feel better. Well, what's interesting though, they always talk about red wine in particular yeah. being good for your health. Right. And right. so if you're cutting out your red wine and you're even healthier than, than before there, maybe that's a fallacy, oh, Barry, that you've see, been telling yourself. I'm back. No, I, well, I think the red wine is supposed to help your heart, not necessarily help you lose weight and feel better over overall. But OK, keep drinking the red wine. You're OK. OK. When Tarbell gets here, we'll ask him what he thinks. I think he's going to say drink more wine. That's what I think he's going to say. All right. Coming up, Becky Lynn, she's standing by. She's got her glass of wine. She's ready to go. Uh, <laughs> That'll make this news really interesting. <laughs> We're going to do uh, holding up the headlines. Uh, Becky Little bring you the headlines. We're going to interrupt and uh, and hold them up a little bit, Susan. Yeah. Get ready for that. Uh, it's Susan uh, Susan Monday. I'm Barry Marks and in for Gatos and Chad. It's KTAR. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR on air ninety two three FM online at KTAR.com and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic now. Holding up the headlines. 
Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. All right, here's Becky Lynn. Yeah, here's our top story. It's still on travel. It's not how they had planned to spend Christmas. Once we're getting our luggage tags, right at that moment it said it just got canceled. So I was like, man. A Mesa mom shares how her family's trip was one of thousands ruined by the flight cancellations. Trisha Guerrero tells me they were supposed to spend Christmas in Nashville with her mom and sister. It had been about seven years since we last had a holiday together. So we were super excited for this one. But after their Southwest flight was canceled multiple times, they had to spend Christmas Eve at Sky Harbor, waiting several hours in line to rebook their flight for another day. The whole time, my kids just slept on the floor. My husband and I would switch in and out every hour to give each other some relief from standing in line so long. But it's not all bad news. The family is headed to California for a surprise visit to Universal Studios. Griselle, the Satino KTAR News. Well, I got to tell you, it's uh, as much as this stinks to have a, a holiday trip plan, you have to go see family. In my mind, I keep thinking, how many of the dads are going, this is so great. This is so great. <laughs> I just get to go home. <laughs> I don't have to go sleep in a little little guest room in somebody's house. I don't want to go. I, I'm, I'm making jest, obviously. It's yeah. awful that's happening. But a lot of people affected by this. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you had Christmas plan with your family. Yeah, then no, it was a jam. And then I heard somebody, you know, on the news had to go to a funeral. I hope that the people that had to go to a funeral, that they were accommodated by some airline. Well, I don't know how you do that. If, I mean, what do they do? Kick someone else off their Christmas flight? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't no, know. A lot of people are negatively affected. We're holding up the headlines. Well, Congressman Greg Stanton is calling for the CEO of Southwest Airlines to testify before Congress after the airline's major meltdown over the holiday. Today alone, more than 2,500 Southwest flights have been canceled, and Stanton says that is unacceptable. There's only four major airlines in America, and if one of them is consistently melting down, um, that's not that, that, that hurts it. The people, and it hurts our American economy, and we need to do better than that. Stanton also says he supports Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg's intention to investigate the airline and to issue additional fines if needed. Yeah, it's a, it, it, you know having a having a congressional hearing to me is, is kind of a waste of time, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it; it's a show thing, it's a show trial for these guys that we're trying to do something. But but at least we should we should unearth what happened, and Southwest should make sure it doesn't happen again. The fact is, this has happened with Southwest before, maybe not this bad, mm-hmm. but they've had these issues. The other airlines have, too. It seems like the other airlines have kind of figured it out. I don't know why this keeps happening to Southwest. I think they need to be held accountable, that's for sure. Yeah. They're, they're going to be. I mean, their customers are going right. to hold them accountable. Yeah. But it's uh, whether or not the federal government needs to go in and start punishing companies just for ineptitude. I don't know. I, I'm a conservative. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> let, let the market take care of itself. Uh, Southwest right. is going to feel it. You might say, I'm not going to fly on Southwest well, anymore. I think people are going to do that. We're holding up the headlines. The body of a teenage boy who was kidnapped last week has been found in rural Maricopa County. During a home invasion, two suspects shot a man and kidnapped Jesse Sainz Camacho, who is now dead. Phil Philip Krasinski with Phoenix Police says investigators are looking for the two men. I just hope that people do have the opportunity to look uh, at our silent witness flyer that we sent out. That is a photograph of a male that uh, was uh, captured by surveillance video during the incident. So if anybody can please share that. And you can see a photo of one of the suspects at KTAR.com. Yeah, head over to KTAR.com to to see uh, the suspect here and see if you can help recognize him. Uh, I mean, this is just scary stuff, right? To have somebody kidnapped and and the the violent crime that we're seeing here. This is not something uh, we ever want to hear about in our in our valley. All right, we're holding up the headlines. KTAR eyes on the economy. There's a big demand for construction in Arizona, from new microchip facilities to housing. 
Women are helping to fill that gap. KTAR's Luke Forstner is live in the News Center with a story. Well, Becky, the proportion of women in construction is growing, especially in recent years, and Arizona is second only to Washington, D.C. 15.6% in the state of Arizona, um, which is really fascinating, extremely exciting. Jennifer Villalobos with Sharp Construction says Latina women in particular have driven that growth across the country. Over 117% over the last six years. And she adds with big projects on the horizon and a shortage of construction labor, this development is especially important in Arizona. Live from the News Center, Luke Forstner, KTAR News. I think that's a great story, a great story that, that women are getting into that line of work because, you know, whenever there is a recession or a depression, those are the people that still find work. There's still work for them to do. Well, certainly here Plumbers, in the Valley. Plumbers, electricians, yeah. all that. You wanna, do you want to do that? You want to do a little construction work? I, I don't know if I could do that, but I have always thought I'd like to have a job that didn't involve a lot of thinking, but working with my hands. Yeah, well, there's more, th- yeah, <laughs> there more thinking than we realize, yeah, but yeah. it's. Uh, I'd like to have a job where they teach me to actually do something, not just push paper around and talk. Yeah, that, that, that exactly. Can actually, actually do something constructive. Uh, but that's great that women are doing that. It made me think of World War II uh, when uh, the female... Really, we didn't have a female workforce, Rosie really. the Riveter. And then suddenly we did. All these women stepped up yeah. and, and started getting our manufacturing it's going. It's awesome. We're holding up the headlines. All eyes on the Vatican today as Pope Francis appealed to the faith to pray for his very ill predecessor, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, as the 95-year-old's health has worsened. He was elected pontiff of the Roman Catholic Church in 2005. He retired in 2013, the first pope to do so in more than 600 years. People will say goodbye to him as a theologian and a beloved shepherd. That's ABC News papal contributor and George Mason University law professor Helen Alvarado, who tells ABC News that Benedict will be remembered for his writings and his impact as an authoritative voice for the church. I think it was great. As a Catholic, I'm, I was glad that he retired, and I think more people in high office should be able to opt out when they feel it's appropriate for them. Yeah, well, they always can. It's a question of whether they will, right? Well, but that's... I don't know what the deal is with popes. They, the only time you didn't have a, you got a new pope was when a pope died. Yeah, well, you're right. First time in 600 years a pope stepped yeah. down, which is amazing. I thought it was interesting that the the new pope when he took over, they don't he doesn't really communicate uh, with the pope that retired. Uh, it wasn't you would think he'd call once in a while and see how you doing, or you know want to get together. It's dry January, so we can't have anything now. But you want to get together with some, you know, I'm kidding. But <laughs> you know, do you, you think they consult a little bit, or what do you think about this? And they, I guess, they really have almost no communication, which is interesting. They're completely opposite, though. Yeah, I think stylistically. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd not sure they've got a lot to say to each other. Yeah, maybe. well, it's like Obama and Trump. I guess they didn't have a lot to say to each other. Maybe Same kind not. of thing, yeah. All right, thank you, Becky Lynn. That's uh, where we do that every day at 3.30, holding up the headlines. And I have to tell you, I hope that weather report stays steady. Uh, no rain Friday or Saturday. Saturday night's New Year's Eve. Yeah, I know. we got people yeah. coming over. We want to go outside. I don't want it raining on What are you, what are you doing outside on New Year's Eve? We go outside. It's, uh, Hang out yeah, and we, drink. We, we, well, maybe. That could happen. Uh-huh. That, that definitely could happen. Do you set off fireworks? <laughs> no, I don't do that. We had, uh, we had my neighbor do that. <laughs> On Christmas night for some reason and uh, scared the heck out of my dog. He wasn't happy about mm-hmm. that. But yeah, we go outside on New Year's Eve. We've been doing this forever. And we it was funny for years. We'd go outside and we'd stay out late when, when we were a little younger. We'd be out there till four o'clock in the morning. Got a fire pit and light yeah, that up. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and every year I try to find like a different outdoor heater to keep us warm because it would get cold. And, and then we'd buy one and it would never be warm enough. So we look for the next one. And I found this one. You hook it up to, your, to a 
propane tank, and it's like an infrared, like it just blasts you with heat, and it makes your it feels like your clothes are on fire. It's so hot. <laughs> and I, I remember I got it going. It took a little while to get it going, and we're everybody was sitting there, and all of a sudden I look over and it turned off, and I said, "Oh, what happened? It turned off." And my friend was there. She said, "I was too hot. I turned it off." I was like, "It's thirty degrees out here." She turned the heat off because it got so hot. So hopefully, no rain on New Year's Eve. Okay. That's important. All right, coming up, uh, we've got Mark Tarbell. He's going to be here uh, right after the news at four, and we're going to talk about New Year's Eve a little bit, and some champagne and food, and other things you can do for your uh, your celebration. Uh, and then uh, before that, we're going to talk about um, we're gonna talk about dating a little bit. There's a new app uh, that's out. It's a conservative, a political conservative dating app. If you only want to date people with your politics, mm-hmm. is that a thing now? Like you don't want it? You're really we're narrowing the field of dates. By what your political beliefs are? Are you that, asking me that? I am in a minute. Hang okay. on. That's next. That's Susan Monday. I'm Barry Markson. It's Gatos and Chat. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Barry Marks and Susan Monday filling in for the boys uh, on this great wet Wednesday uh, as we head towards New Year's Eve. My goodness. Mark Tarbell going to join us uh, right after the news at four. And uh, Mark Tarbell, one of the great restaurateurs in town. He knows wine. He knows food. He knows champagne. And we thought, who better to bring in before yeah. New Year's Eve to talk about you know, what we should do for having people over, for having a party, maybe want to uh, buy a bottle to bring over to a friend's house. Uh, everything you need to know uh, for your New Year's Eve uh, celebration. Uh, this was interesting to me, Susan. I, I didn't, you know, I don't date. I'm, I'm married, so I try to keep my dating to a minimum. And there's a uh, <laughs> it's a joke, Susan. Relax. <laughs> so she, but I, I saw this thing. There's a conservative dating app. And the, the article was about it was, a, it was some people from the Trump administration backed by Peter Thiel. He's the billionaire tech guy uh, who backed some of the candidates mm-hmm. this year, including our own Blake Masters here in Arizona. Um, Thiel, by the way, interestingly enough, is, uh, is gay. He's openly a gay man. And this website he's helping to fund it does not allow any discussion, can't even mention being gay, let alone date people who are gay. They created a conservative dating app. Okay. And they have a very strenuous sign up, like a registration mm-hmm. where you have to, I guess, somehow prove your bona fides as a conservative. They don't mm-hmm. they don't want people to come in who are liberal or not fully like Trump level conservative. And the it, there was a whole bunch of downloads, seventy thousand downloads in the first week or several weeks, and then the the downloads of this new app just dropped off. It just went away. Mm-hmm. So the the article is about whether or not this, you know, how it's doing from a business perspective. And I sat there and went, are we really doing that now? Are we limiting ourselves in the dating yeah. pool to people who are politically our friends? I, I'm here to tell you, I am in the dating world. Oh. And uh, not on this app, would not be interested in this at all. Okay. Um, but I see on people's profiles that uh, men will indicate if you're a Trumper, Please don't even you know swipe left. Uh, a lot of people uh, say that, really? and 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 I don't think in the past that they had a spot for you to deter- to um, tell what your politics were. Like yeah. I don't even think that was on there, you know. And so now uh, people thing. people will say they're you know ultra liberal. And honestly, when they say that, I swipe left because I don't want that. I don't want that. And it's kind of interesting in 
in this decade in particular, I think, that people do care and they want to be with someone who thinks along the same lines. And, yeah. I, you know, throughout my life, I've been with with men who have different politics okay. than I have. Yeah. But, but I think now it's so supercharged yeah. that people don't even want to get into it. And I'm going to tell you a case in point. This was last month. I did meet someone uh, out in town, went down to Tempe, and some, you know, he knew what I did for a living, and we kind of got into a discussion about politics. College and kid? We, and we started talking. About, I didn't miss that. What did you say? Was it a college kid? <laughs> yeah, for me. <laughs> and we started talking about Hunter Biden. And I'm, you know, Hunter Biden? I'm sort of opinionated, I guess you could say that. Yes. This guy, I said, well, I said to him, do you want to have a, you know, a, a civil discussion about it? He said, yes. We did not have a civil discussion. <laughs> he ripped into me, and you know what? I've never done this before. I said, I'm going to leave now. I wow. Said, I did. I got up and left. Really? Yes, I did. Wow. Now, yeah. if he hadn't done that, would you have stayed? Yes. Were you enjoying his company otherwise? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a little I bit? I think so, All yeah. Right. He All was right. an attractive guy. Would yeah. you have gone out with him again? Yeah. Would it, would, is he a possible Mr. Monday? I mean, is that, uh, was that <laughs> in the cards? <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far. No, but right. but right. I think p- politics are very charged. Yeah. And where maybe, you know, 10, 20 years ago, nobody cared. I mean, there are a lot, there are a lot of people yeah. I know that are married to people, you know, a from different a different politics, part. Yeah. And they just, you know, they either don't discuss it's, it or it's they... It's hard this year. You know what it is? And, and you just said it, though. It's it's the folks on, on the, fo- the extremes. You know what I mean? Why would anybody bring up Hunter Biden on a first date? I don't care what you're it's, it's just incredible. Like, why would you do that? And it's because it's it just but people. That's all for some people. That's all they talk mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. It's just always talking about the politics or what's going on on the right and left, by the way. That's not just the right. It's and, everywhere. And I said to the guy, I said, I preface it by saying, well, you know what my line of work is. I said, so I'm 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 maybe more informed than the average person. Just a bit. That's what yeah, I said. Yeah. That's what I said yeah. to him. And he said, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. And, I, and we'll have a civil discussion. And we did. did it not. escalated. And wow. I took the last sip of my drink. And. I said, um, I'm going to leave. Did you throw it at him? See, no, you no, took the last I step. didn't. See I that? didn't. I, yeah, I walked out of the date. You're a civilized woman, Susan. You're I a civilized did. woman. I like that. All right, coming up in just a minute, Mark Tarbell is going to be here. We're going to talk wine, champagne, food, New Year's Eve, everything. Fun, fun, fun. No politics. It's a no politics zone with Mark Tarbell. Stay with us. Becky Lynn standing by. We'll get you an update in the news center and then back with more of the show. It's KTAR.